Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. And I'm Bobby. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns. Insider marketing and copywriting tips. Interviews and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. In this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, we're going to be covering how to properly use links in your copy when you get down to writing. However, before we do that, of course, Bobby and I always like to have a little bit of a quick chat before diving into our marketing topic of the day. So Bobby, what's my question today? Oh, today's a good fun one because we all do this in one way, shape or form. What is your favorite website to constantly go and visit? Oh, Boy, uh, <laughs> favorite websites I constantly go and visit. One of my favorite sites uh, has got to be Pocket. And it's, uh, you Pocket. know, Ooh, what is that? Pocket? You've not heard of Pocket? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, a- Pocket is an extension, essentially. Um, or you can, can go to like its own website, right? It's, it's a. It's an aggregator for content, uh, but it gives, it always has really interesting topics and articles for me that I, I'm always like, oh, I want to learn more. And I've got it set to like, that's where my homepage is. So my homepage is recommendations by pocket because uh, oh, I cool. use uh, the Firefox browser. So that's kind of like a, a, a normal built-in add-on that you can have. So every time I open, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting thing. And this is an interesting thing. And sometimes it'll have stuff from like news articles. Other times it'll just be regular Mm -hmm. content. But Mm -hmm. it's not the really depressing stuff usually uh, that I see if I go to a, you know, if I go to a news site, it's like the interesting things and the human interest pieces or, you know, uh, these, you know, the surprising things of whatever. Um, And I really like that because it's it's a fun way to start my morning, you know, something interesting to just, you know, kind of dive in before getting down to the nitty gritty of research and whatnot. How about you? So yeah, I, I actually surprisingly love AOL.com. Um, Seriously? Yeah. And so here's, here's why. Number one, it, um, it isn't blatantly a news site, but it isn't blatantly not a news site. Right. So it's, okay. you don't have this like major, you know how when you go, you, like you go to Fox News and you're like, okay, I know I'm going to get hit with this, you know, massive side of, you know, one political aspect. And you go to CNN and you're going to get the other side. And I go and visit all of those just, to, you know, randomly to keep up with the times because I don't watch the news. Just Yeah, me either. <laughs> but I really like, I really like AOL for really one main reason. And that is there at the top of AOL.com is kind of their, their, scroll, you know, there it's the picture that scrolls by, which I don't recommend on anybody's website, by the way, but this one I like because it gives me 71 really amazing headlines that I can choose to use or not use as the case may be. So I just flip through it almost every morning. I don't even care what story they're talking about it's the structure of the headline. Then they give like a three to four sentence little blurb. And then there's the little link at the bottom that has something that's enticing to get you to click on it, to go into the story. Sometimes I click on it because while I'm there more from a research perspective to get headline ideas, sometimes it catches me enough that I'm like, Ooh, click on that, learn more, click on that, learn more. And then I just get, uh, you know, totally, down into the spiral of I've just wasted several hours learning about all the kind of fun things that caught my attention. But one of the things that I really love that they do 
is oh, look, there's a lot that's going on on that on that page. There's you know this article or this article and all these different things, very similar to you know a lot of news sites or even a lot of just really popular blogs. But the way that they uh, do the words for the link is what actually gets me to click on it. So it is not just learn more as you know, as the highlighted text, it's actually exciting and intriguing information that furthers the headline in order to get you to, 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 you know, dive in deeper, which is why I'm really <laughs> excited about that today, because that's kind of what we're talking about is how to properly use links to get people to follow along in whatever path and excitement that you're trying to get them to do. And AOL does it really stinking well. So gotcha. Gotcha. That, you know, yeah, as we as we dive into our our links and how to properly use them, I'm just gonna make a blatant statement here. Uh, learn more. Please don't use it like ever, because okay, if you're just you know, no matter what you're talking about, when you put the learn more as your click clickable link, right on on copy, especially if you're talking like about a website or something, learn okay implies work. People and, you know, the, the term learn, especially just as a general learn more, and if it's like in 15 different places on your homepage, learn implies that you have to do a lot of work, that it's not going to be something you can read and understand, that there's going to be like some kind of background, uh, lots of effort for you. And then, of course, as Bobby is talking about, right, all of the links that she's talking about, they, they are very interesting and they give you a reason to go on and click through, whereas learn more is used so frequently that it doesn't give you the benefit, right? It doesn't tell you why you should be clicking because all it's going to say is, oh, you can get more information. Yeah, or benefit but, or intrigue or, you know, any of the, the number of things that get people to move further along down the path of where you're trying to get them. Absolutely. And just the, the phrase learn more, it doesn't imply anything. It's just there's more information. Okay, great. But why do I want more information? What am I going to get from getting that more information by clicking through that link? So I'm going to temper your caveat because there is one place- Of course, you always I, like to temper I my caveat. I do. Well, there's one place where learn more specifically as your link or even button text actually in this specific instance mm. outperforms anything else that you can do. And that is on Facebook ads. So if your button text is learn more on Facebook ads, hands down seems to perform better than any other button text that I have tried that Facebook puts out there. So that's to include download now, sign up, any of those things, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter what you're selling or what your ad is about, learn more as a button, uh, as a button call out, call to action mm. on Facebook seems to outperform almost everything else that's out there. So that's very interesting. And it might it. actually relate to the fact that it's a, it's a third-party site, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not something that you're encountering on someone's own website or on someone's own funnel mm -hmm. because they are from a particular place where they hadn't heard about whatever they were talking about, right? Whatever that ad is for, if it's for the Impossible Burger or if it's for the next best pair of shoes or, you know, the all-day heels, what have you. Uh, but learn more, it's kind of like, because it's just a really, it is just a taste. That's what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And it's not the, um, you know, the site isn't entirely about that because uh -huh. it's on Facebook. So that is very interesting that learn more yeah. works there. But yeah. however, yeah, I did no, say, don't put it on your own website, which to be fair, Facebook ads are not your own website. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know. But it also, well, never mind. We can go into that in you know, <laughs> off 
screen. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, actually. So here's, but here's, here's my kind of, you know, almost don't do this with a, again, certain very rare exceptions for me. It's don't put the link text and make that clickable. So what that means is website.com forward slash XYZ forward slash A equals four, you know, forward, like all of that, that giant string of URL should not be what you have that is clickable. It should be a readable text. Yes, definitely. I, I so agree with that. Uh, the, the readable texting, because, you know, especially if it's like something that you're tracking or it's something that, you know, you, you're getting an affiliate link through or something, those URLs are like five lines long yes. and yeah. it just looks so unpleasant on the page. Yeah, absolutely. There is only one time where I recommend putting the entire link. And number one is it's not an affiliate link and it doesn't have all those extra tracking variables, but what it is you know how in some emails it'll say, click here to download your resource, and then it will go, if that doesn't work, copy and paste this URL into your browser. It is the oh, only yes, time it's the only time that I really recommend that, but I don't recommend it for any uh, for all of your links. Because most of that just needs to be hidden and very few people um very few people take the time to add in all those extra tracking variables, you know, and I'm the kind of person, whereas if I see your tracking variables, I may or may not add those in when I copy and paste because I'm that, there's that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it doesn't is... mean that I always do it, but I certainly do. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, okay, here, let me remove the tracking link because I don't necessarily want you following me and tracking me and knowing where I came from. Absolutely. And that is something interesting, of course, that not everyone knows that all of those extra things after like that first or second slash are necessarily needed. Uh, but you know, the longer it takes for somebody to type something in, even if it is, you know, just like your second sub page on a, on a website, right? You have website name.com slash, I don't know, services slash uh, conversion copy, right? But that's mm -hmm. like, you know, that's a lot of extra to put in. So just being able to link out uh, with what I like, I, I call it a masked link. I don't know if there's an official term for it, but basically it's, you know, when you're reading along and you see something underlined in blue and you're like, oh, okay, great. So yes. I want to know more about what that particular phrase is, which brings me to how to properly use those types of links, which is you should know exactly what you're going to be learning more about, exactly kind of what you expect to find from that link part. So I've seen it sometimes where people like link the entire sentence or they link an entire paragraph. I'm like, uh, that works sometimes. But what I like to see is, you know, it's, it's the exact phrase. Like, uh, so, you know, in, in our last post, we were talking about the five best ways to optimize your headline. And the part you would have underlined is optimize your headline. And people are like, oh, if I click this, I'm going to learn about optimizing headlines. Great. Oh, see, I would, I would link the five, I would link the whole thing, five best ways to optimize your headline. So it's the five whole best ways to optimize your headline too. Would I, work. That's, that's what I would link because then you go, oh, you're like, oh, there's the article. And, and I just, I just click on the link to get that. For so. an article like that. Correct. But I mean, you mm -hmm. don't need the, um, in our last blog post, we were talking, you don't need that. Oh, good whole Lord. That doesn't, no, 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 no. And I wasn't saying that at all, but you know, from a link perspective, I try to, um, you know, so that, that readable text, um, yes. is, is super important. I like to give them an action or something that very much relates to what it is that I'm talking about 
in whatever article or piece that I'm writing or whatever page it is on the website. So um, I totally lost my train of thought on where I was going with that. But what's, you know, what's really important is making sure that your link follows through nicely with the text that you're currently writing. So it doesn't stop and jar your readers into, oh, wait a minute, why am I changing, you know, why am I changing information? I also like that it's actionable most times. So, you know, I mean, if it's the title of whatever is you're clicking, that's great. You know, but if it's, I, I don't ever link just, you know, go to my services page. It's right, right. You want to work with me and work with me may be underlined. You know, here's how you can do that. Here's the, t- the couple of different ways that I can do that. And then I will click and do things that way. But I like it to be very action oriented. There's that reason why you want to get that next click. Absolutely. And that's kind of, just that's basically the the one rule of thumb, right? Is action oriented, pretty links essentially. Uh-huh. Um, and you know sometimes it, it works for button text too. Uh, if we're talking about you know button clicks, it's just a type of link, right? Because you're going to the next mm-hmm. page. But it works really well when we're talking about uh, you know content on a homepage or content in a blog post, that kind of thing, where you're talking about some piece of information that maybe they're interested in learning more, which is also the kind of the whole idea behind, you know, related content um, at the end of something you're reading. If you like this, maybe you'll like this. And one way to get them to also explore that related content is to embed those links within the uh, the content that they're reading in the first place. But one yes. thing you do want to be careful about, right, is to not have too many links. Oh, you were in, going exactly where my brain was too. I'm in like, a if- piece of content because here here's the problem, right? As soon as somebody clicks a link, you don't know if they're going to come back. So, while I am a huge data nerd and I love doing research and I love, you know, knowing where all of my research and statistics come from, some people will put the uh, the sources right at the end of an article like in the small text below everything. Mm -hmm. And that's because you don't necessarily want them to be reading and saying, you know, 97% of millennials are posting on social media once a day. Like, oh, that's really intriguing. I wonder, I want to learn more about that. But that might lead to an external research paper or another site that has absolutely nothing to do with what you offer. And it's not a place you own. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily want to link out immediately within the content for that because then they go to another page that's not part of your own ecosystem and they may not come back. Now Mm -hmm. I am absolutely saying you need to quote your sources, please do. But, uh, you know, having it within the content of the copy as opposed to at the end of the copy that can make a difference as well. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, actually when I do that is if it's an internal link or something that goes to my website or somewhere else in my website, I will have it change, you know, so that it just loads on that page. If it goes to an external website, I have it load on a different tab. So there's actually code that you can add for your links to, to make it open in a new tab or open in a new window type stuff. And so that's one of the ways that I do my best, especially if it is, you know, external third-party stuff, it opens in a new browser or well, it opens in a new tab. Usually I think is the one that's the, you know, opens in a new tab so that they can always come back to where I'm at on my you know, for, for that tab where they were with my website. If it's internal to my website, I kind of can, I just go, yeah, maybe you're done reading this. And so we'll flip you over. And there's, you know, there's, there's not really any reason to do it one way or the other, but that's one of the ways that I, that I get around 
you know, sending them somewhere else and thinking that they'll never come back. You know, my big thing though with links is if I'm reading your article or your page and it is nothing but blue text, we're going <laughs> to have a problem. Right? Yes. Um, because look, I get it. Everybody gets, you know, everybody, almost everybody has some sort of affiliate link or something that they, they can sell and they can turn around and make money. And I'm okay with that. But if your entire article is just sentence, link, sentence, link, 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 sentence, sentence, right? Whatever it is, trying to put it through together. It, it's almost overwhelming for anybody. I mean, we really have been conditioned that anytime it's that blue text or the underline, it is a link. And so when we look at articles that are nothing but links, we've also been conditioned to know I'm being sold something in this. And that's really not what you're going for. Yes, the intention is to sell, but when you come across as, I mean, it's, it would be like walking down the road or being in, right, being in Vegas, right? You're walking down the street in Vegas and you've got everybody around you saying, come be here, come be here. And there, there, it's just, it's overwhelming. Even if you're not really paying attention to it, there's that, that there's the underlying idea that you're, you're being pulled in a bunch of different directions. Absolutely. And, you know, if you have all of those different directions to be pulled into, you know, it's analysis paralysis, right? You don't want to do anything because there's too much to do. But there are two things that you kind of brought up that I really want to make a uh, kind of address here. One of the things you said was, you know, we've been conditioned that blue with the underlying text. And that means when you have a link, you should, you know, have it blue with the underlying text. Now, there are special cases where you may choose to use something different, but for the most part, that is a signal to the normal users of the internet that mm -hmm. it's a link and it's going to take you somewhere else because I can't count the number of times I've been working with a client and I'll go, you know, read through a piece of content they have or read through their website. And I have no idea that something is a link until I scroll and accidentally move my mouse in the middle of the page. And I'm like, uh -huh. oh, that's a link. How do you know that? And you can't get the value out of the link. Yes. And you can't get the uh, the navigation and you can't get that great user experience when people don't even realize that you have links on your page. Whether it's because you've chosen to use a different color, whether it's because you've chosen to not underline them, whether it's because you've chosen, oh, well, I don't want to make it too difficult. So I'm just going to have a link. And if they choose to use it, that's fine. But I'm not going to do anything different to the text. All of those types of things are are ways yeah. to kind of confuse your audience. Yep, absolutely. And, and, and you know, let me let me add on top of that that yes. your branding colors are not good colors to change your links to. No. Okay. Don't I mean, look, it looks cute and the website looks amazing and you might think that that dark blue text with the underline is clashing with your brand colors. Just look, I'm going to I'm going to say it, don't do it. I don't care what brand <laughs> specialists tell you. Just don't I mean I, because it, it's confusing to the audience. They're like, it's what so is confusing. this? Um, and, and and it really is. It's that conditioning. And like, if it's your personal mission to change the color of links and then visited links, that's you know more power to you. But you are going to uh, you're going to actually lose conversions and um, and and everything like that because it, it is confusing to to the end user. It's so confusing to the end user. And another uh, point that you brought up was, you know, a lot of people have affiliate links and it's perfectly fine to have affiliate links, but you also want to make sure that you're complying when using affiliate yes. links. Having something on the page that says, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where people have it in their head. Now, granted, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving you legal advice. Talk to a lawyer if you want legal advice. <laughs> there's our little disclaimer there. Uh, but, you know, th there's this idea that, oh, it's going to, it's going to, bomb conversions if we tell them it's an affiliate link. 
And I'm like, you know, if you've built your audience, if you've built the engagement, if you've proven and shown your value, a lot of people, it's too much effort for them to like manually type in that link when you provide one for them. So they're happy to click on your affiliate link. And they would prefer knowing if something that you're doing is an affiliate link or not. And one of the things that um, I've seen a lot of people use really well is if they have a blog post or if they have a piece of content or if they have a website even with, uh, you know, more than one or two links on the page, not as we were talking about, you know, link sentence, uh-huh. link sentence, link sentence, but you know, there's more uh-huh. than two links on the page. What they'll say is, you know, at the beginning of the article or the end, they'll say, you know, some of the links on this page are affiliate links. I still stand behind all of these. You can obviously, you know, go Google them or something if you mm-hmm. would like the regular links, if you would like the normal links, right? Because you don't need to have behind every single piece of underlying text that's blue, this is an affiliate link, this is an affiliate link, this is an affiliate link. Yeah, you I've do seen need people to let do people that know. and that can actually get very irritating as well. Oh, yes. It's so irritating. But, he, you know, just giving a, a mm-hmm. general, you know, yes, yeah. we have affiliate links. Yes, we use affiliate and, links. Okay, and great. It's, it's important to make sure that there are there are two sets of rules and regulations to pay attention to when it comes to that type of stuff, right? So number one, if you use Amazon affiliate links, Amazon has very specific text that you are supposed to use anytime that you have an affiliate link of theirs. Make sure you are complying with Amazon's rules and regulations, right? The other one is the federal rules and regulations, okay? So Amazon's text does not, uh, it doesn't clash with federal rules and regulations. But if you're not doing Amazon links, maybe you're linking to somebody else or you're linking to another program that you like that's not sold on Amazon, all those types of things. Make sure if the vendor themselves doesn't have rules and regulations on what you should be saying for your affiliate link caveat, make sure that you are complying with the federal regulations on what's out there. And you can absolutely Google that. Or we might be able to put a couple of links in our show notes to get you to what some of the broader rules and regulations are about how to announce that you have affiliate links. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's just one of the parts that we kind of really talk a lot about uh, when talking about marketing is making sure it's compliant, making sure it's ethical, making sure it adheres to best practices. And that is one of the the big ones for best practices is announcing if you're using affiliate links. So we've talked a little bit about hiding the really long, ugly URLs. We've talked about how the highlighted text should be related to what the real you know, what the linked content out is and, you know, uh, learn more is great for Facebook ads, not great for anything else. And, uh, is there anything else you'd like to kind of cover here real fast, Bobby, about, you know, how to properly use links when writing your copy? No, I think we really did cover all of it. Um, don't be afraid of using links. In fact, I think almost everything should have some form of link in one way, shape or form, but I'm a conversion, uh, conversion-related copywriter. And so I always like a piece of content to have something else, even if it's, uh, you know, go here to read more or take this very specific step. So for me, links are very, they're very important and I use them in absolutely everything because I think it's, you know, I think everything should have what is the next step and not just leave you hanging. Absolutely. And and related to that, you know, uh, don't be afraid to use the links, but also don't use them too much, right? Make sure that there's a nice balance between copy and that that nice highlighted blue text, which should remain blue and should not be in your brand colors. You've been listening to Chatting with Copywriters in this episode where we talked about how to properly use links in your copy. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guests.